Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit, where we give you permission to speak and to do and to move as you desire. Pray, Lord, that you would make our minds, hearts, and our souls fertile soil for your very word of life, that it may bear great fruit in our lives. We pray that you would illuminate these scriptures for us and convict and console our hearts. Speak, for your servants are listening. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. But today's gospel doesn't touch on some hot political topic, nor does it touch on some, some big moral issue. But I can tell you that it is a gospel passage that, in, in my experience as a priest, gets people riled up just as much as any of those others. They're like, man, I don't like Mary, is, is, is normally like how this, how this plays out. Like, come on, Martha's getting a bad rap here. I mean, I would, I'm, I'm on her side. Like, what's the deal? Why, why, why is all this stuff about Mary being better than Martha and all these things? I think most of the time this comes from a, a misunderstanding of the point of this gospel. The point of this gospel is not like, hey, you can just sit there and be lazy with Jesus and you don't have to take care of your duties. Okay? If, if, if you hear that, then you're, you're hearing it wrong. As the enemy sneaking in and just twisting the truth. The point of this gospel is, what is the fundamental position or place from which we live our life? What is the fundamental position or place or disposition, whatever we want to call it, from which we live our life? So Jesus, it, it, the, the key piece about Martha and Mary here is where are they, not what they're doing. It's not about what they're doing, it's about where are they. Because the Lord is inviting us to be with him always. And at this, in this particular gospel passage, at this particular point, Jesus was in the den. And he wanted to spend some intimate time to be close. And I'm, I'm sure later on, Jesus would have been in the kitchen. He's not afraid of the kitchen. How, how do we know that? Because he's not afraid to wash feet. So he took the role of a servant in washing feet. So he has no problem with cleaning some dishes and cooking some food. No issue there. It's where is the Lord and where am I in relationship to him is what's key here. There's a, a little acronym that I, I often use and speak about a lot because I think it's fundamental to this. I got it from IPF, the Institute of Priestly Formation, and primarily Father Richard Gabuzda. And it's R-I-M. And this, this teaches us this way of life, like how to live in communion with the Lord. Relationship, identity, mission. And he'll say, remain in me. That's what Jesus is asking us in the 15th chapter of John's gospel. Like, remain in me. If you remain in me, I'm the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Not even clean the dishes, right? Without getting really aggravated. 
And so how, what does this remain in me? It's relationship, identity, mission. And that's the movement. It begins with relationship and then ends with this mission. Although it's not so much chronological as it is where, where's our heart moving from. But most of the time, if we're honest with ourselves, we go backwards. We begin with mission. And what do I mean by that? We begin by doing something. I want to go do something. And then from this doing, then I feel like I'm kind of creating my own identity. Hey, I'm the smart person. I'm the servant. I'm the athlete. I'm the business. You know, whatever this is, I'm the funny person. Based off of what I do, then that is who I am. And then from that identity that's based in my performance, that's based in what I'm doing, then I'm in relationship with other people. Now, if, we're, if we live there and we know that, that's an anxious place to live. And it's a frustrating place to live. And in Mary's case today, it's a resentful place to live. Because if, if who I am is based off of what I do, then what if I'm not doing really well right now? Then what do I think about myself? Well, I'm not very good. I'm no good at what I can do. Who am I? Maybe even if I am doing well, I'm like, well, what if tomorrow everything blows up, right? This, what is this? I'm not living in this, this peaceful place. But if we begin in relationship with the Lord, like if I begin in my relationship with him first, then my identity is not based off of what I do. It's not based off of my performance. It's based off of the Lord and my relationship with him. And the cool thing about that is that God is unchanging. He's unchanging. So if the Lord is a loving father, then I am a beloved son or a beloved daughter. And it doesn't matter what I'm doing. Because if we believe a lie that we oftentimes believe that my actions can change God, how he looks at me, then we're heretics, okay? Just FYI. You don't have that kind of power to change the heart of the living God. You don't. And so whatever sin we commit, whatever way we're struggling, it doesn't change the Lord. The Lord is a merciful Father. And we see that primarily made manifest in Christ. You have seen me and you have seen the Father. And so if, if, if we live in this relationship first, allowing ourselves to receive the love of the Father, then we become who we truly are. We live in that identity as a beloved son and a beloved daughter. And then from there, then he says, okay, well, let's go on mission together. Let's move in this space together from a little child all the way to a grown man or woman. Let's, let's walk and move together so that I am wherever the Lord is. And if the Lord is on the couch hanging out, then I'm on the couch hanging out. If the Lord wants me for a time in the chapel, then I'm in the time in the chapel. If the Lord says, hey, let's hit the streets, then I'm hitting the streets. If we're sweeping, we're sweeping, whatever it is. If he's like, let's go balance the bank account, okay. We're going to do that. We're walking with the Lord. Hey, let's go to the Missionaries of Charity this Saturday. You don't have to sleep in. We're going to help Mother Teresa's sisters feed some hungry folks. 
The key thing, again, is not what we're doing, but who we're with. Not what we're doing, but who we're with. And how am I in relationship with him? Am I tending to be, again, it's not about being in the living room or being in the kitchen. It's Martha in a certain sense saying, okay, the Lord is here, then I need to do this for him. I need to do this for him. And in the sense that like, he came here, okay, I, I, I got to be good. I got to have the perfect meal because the Lord is here. And he's like, no, no, I'm already here. Come be with me. Come be with me. And then when, when it's time to cook the meal, then we can go in the kitchen together. So what is our fundamental disposition, right? Where is that place from which we're living? If I feel like I'm, I'm trying to go on mission first, I'm trying to do to create my identity to be in relationship, or am I moving in the other direction that I'm consistently on a daily basis trying, and we're struggling, right? We just struggle with this, but am I trying to just sit wherever the Lord is in his presence and allow him to love me and from that to confirm who I am because of who he is, not because of what I do. And then whenever he moves and wherever he goes, I go with him in freedom. And so then, like if on mission, I succeed or fail, it doesn't change my identity. Because it's not based on my performance. It's based on my relationship with the Lord. So today, if you got up this morning and you read the scriptures before Mass, Martha and Mary, and you're like, huh, I don't like Mary. Didn't like her the first time I read it. Still don't like her today. And we can let that go now. We can let that go. We can pray for the grace to, to stop trying to do something to be made worthy or to earn. I feel like we have to please the Lord. But to first primarily just try to be in relationship with him and receive. And as we receive his love and his heart, then we move with him on mission in freedom and in joy. So when Jesus is saying, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things, right? Because this, when we're trying to do this by ourselves and earn this, then it's a heavy weight on our backs. We're anxious and worried about it. But when we're walking with the Lord, we're like, this is your job. I'm just hanging out with you. Jesus, just the pressure's on you, man. And I'm just walking wherever you're going to walk. Now, true life, like we're going to experience anxious feelings. We should not shame ourselves for feeling that. That's reality. But then we just run to the Lord. Like, hey, Lord, I'm anxious and afraid. Come. So the beautiful thing about Martha here is that she goes tell Jesus. So if you find yourself caught up and going in the wrong direction, and trying to earn these things or do these things, if you just hold it in, your resentment will grow. Your resentment towards the people you're comparing yourself to and, and your resentment towards the Lord. But if you are like Martha, like she teaches us to pray from that space. She goes like, hey, Lord, what's going on? Then we're entering into relationship with him. And so he's telling her, Martha, be not afraid. You are anxious and worried about many things. There's only one thing that's necessary, and that's to be with me. Mary is here. You come too.
You're anxious and worried about many things. The Lord is telling us today, there's only one thing that's necessary, and that's to be with Him wherever He is. In the den, in the kitchen, in the backyard, in the cubicle, wherever He is. To be with Him. To live in relationship with the Lord. To receive our identity. And to walk on mission with Him in freedom. Let us remain in the Lord as Mary did today. And when we find ourselves out of it, like Martha, let us just go to the Lord in honesty and receive His call and His mercy to remain in Him again. In relationship, in identity, in mission. The Lord said to her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and worried about many things. There is need of only one thing. Remain in me.